The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Dr. Dominique Brandy. Uh, This gentleman um, came through me through divine intervention, Um, and I'm very excited to talk to him. I went to his website. And um, I saw Sprouts on the website. And so that, as you guys know, that got me really jazzed up. And then um, I was reading his story, and then I found out that he had actually healed himself from, uh, from a blood cancer, multiple myeloma. Um, and, you know, when this really resonated with me, with my friend Charles, when, you know, my whole story started when he got cr- uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia, another type of blood cancer, supposedly incurable. And we went to the Hippocrates uh, Wellness Center, and we learned about detoxing and nutrition and living foods and all that stuff. And, and we did it all. And Charles healed himself, and I've healed myself up and become, uh, instead of a financial advisor, now I'm a health advisor. So most of you guys know my story. But um, Dr. Brandy's story was uh, very similar. And um, I already kind of intuitively knew instinctively like that I was really going to like this guy. And then... Before this podcast, we've been BSing a little bit, and I really, really like this guy. I love Dr. Brandy. He's a really cool person. He's a decent, hardworking, uh, working-class person that um, has MD behind his name, which is really cool. And I was telling him that because, you know, a lot of the medical doctors get caught up in certain ways of training and stuff like that. It's not until they have something happen to themselves or a loved one where they got to break out of that medical model and go back to nature, and then they heal themselves. And then, like I told him, he's like, he's a bright, shining light right now um, to ha- share his knowledge with others who are, who are, who are fighting and, and to, so they can also heal from cancer. Dr. Brandy, thank you so much for being here today, brother. Hey, it's great being here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So kind of a fun story. Um, you said that you had uh, listened to um, some of my shows, and I thought you were doing it to um, prep for this show, but you, you've actually been listening to the Health Hero Show for a while now. Can you t- talk to us oh, about yeah, that for just yeah, a moment? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I bike every day. Uh, one of the precepts in my book, uh, Beat Back Cancer Naturally, is uh, exercise, because that's, I always say, if exercise were in a pill, everybody in the world would be taking it. So uh, when I ride my bike, I listen to health podcasts and you're one of the ones I listen to and I, I, I love it. You have a lot of energy. Uh, you're always looking for new uh, and exciting ways to improve health. So uh, so you're one of the you're one of the about 10 different podcasts, health podcasts that I listen to while I'm riding my bike every day. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, I, I've been bringing up different shows. I'm like, have you heard this one? Like, oh, yeah, I heard that one. I heard that one. I was like, that's so cool. So you already have a good basis of what, what we're all about over here. And that's awesome probably more learned than most people coming on. So that's cool. But today's not about, uh, it's, it's about you, man. I want to, so I want you to do is go back and, and talk about like how you grew up or, you know, what was the family like standard American diet? What were you eating as a kid growing up sports? Did you do any of that stuff? And how'd you become a medical doctor? And then you can kind of lead into when you got cancer and, and just keep going. 
Yeah, I'm from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, my parents are Italian. So uh, pasta was a big part of our <laughs> life. I remember every Sunday, uh, my mother would make pasta for uh, our lunch. And then in the evening, believe it or not, we would have salami sandwiches. Uh, so that was kind of what we did every every Sunday. That was something I always remembered uh, growing up. But we had a very uh, close family. Uh, I always was very um, artistic. And also, I always did well in science. So when I would take aptitude tests, uh, I would always do best on the science and the art. And that's kind of how I eventually got into plastic surgery. So I had a uh, a plastic surgery practice for 40 years. Uh, it was one of the top uh, plastic surgery slash med spa slash anti-aging centers in the United States. Three years ago. Where was uh, this at? In uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Uh, so you were, you were like the nip tuck of Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> but anyway, um, we had a large practice. Uh, we had over 100 employees. Uh, we were ranked number Whoa. five in the country by Allergan, the company that makes Botox. And uh, three years ago, I had a venture capital group come in. They made an offer, and I decided to uh, to sell the practice. And at that point, I went 100% on uh, into uh, cancer lifestyle coaching. I had actually started that a couple years before um, you had mentioned I was diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma. Uh, that was about five years ago. And so, wait a minute, you actually started coaching people on cancer before you got it? No, it was it was shortly after that. Oh, um, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, because because what happened was um, I was diagnosed uh, with uh, this incurable blood cancer called uh, multiple myeloma, and. Uh, for anybody that's ever been diagnosed with cancer, it is uh, it it is the most uh, rocking thing that can ever happen to your life. I mean, you can kind of prepare for it mentally. If I ever got diagnosed with cancer, how would I react? But I don't think anybody can really. What was that like? For... What was going through your head when you got the diagnosis? Because at this point, had you just sold your practice or? Is that no, no. I had sold my practice two years later after that. Was that the reason why you wanted to sell it? Because no, I, well, I just had a venture capital group. I'm 70 years old. So I had a, uh, at that point I was about 60, uh, 67. And, um, they just came in and they sent me an email and they said, Hey, can we make an offer to buy your, your practice? So, um, so basically when, went through all the numbers, it took about a year really to kind of do the final uh, deal. But, uh, at that point, I decided to uh, to just sell it and dedicate my life 100% to doing uh, cancer lifestyle coaching. Um, what's interesting about my story is uh, I was diagnosed. It was uh, it was November of 2017, but the story really starts in September of 2017. I, I was on a uh, Viking cruise. Uh, two-week cruise with my wife. And anytime I go on vacation, I always read a health and nutrition book. I've probably read over 300 in my in my career. So we're on this cruise. I go on my Kindle and a book pops up called How Not to Die by Michael Greger. I don't know if you've yeah. ever read it before, but everyone in your audience should read this book. It's an amazing book. Uh, the hardback is about two inches thick and about an inch of it are scientific references. I mean, there's got to be 5,000 scientific references in that book. And being a medical doctor, the thing that really intrigued me about that book is that 
the scientific studies were showing over and over that cultures uh, in research cohort groups that ate more plant-based had much lower incidence of cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, dementia, really all-cause mortality. So we're on this cruise, and two days into it, I tell my wife, Trina, I'm going to start eating whole food plant-based. She thought I was out of my mind. Um, was this but, now uh, you you have this is after the cancer diagnosis? No, right? this is before the cancer. Oh, diagnosis. okay. That's why it's an important part of my story because I didn't start eating whole food plant-based because I was diagnosed with cancer. I started eating whole food plant-based because I started to read this book and the science was just overwhelming. Uh, the cultures that ate more plant-based and research cohort groups had much lower incidence of really all-cause mortality. So I came back and it was the last week of September uh, 2017 and I was doing a surgery and I felt a little pop in my right collarbone. And I didn't think anything of it, but it just kept getting worse and worse. And I remember by the end of October, it was starting to keep me up at night. And I, I remember telling my wife that I thought I had bone cancer. She thought I was out of my mind, but uh, she said, you're the healthiest person I know. There's no way you have cancer. And I said, okay, I kind of, you know, kind of slept it off. And then a week later, we're watching television and I accidentally knocked over a container of water. I lunged for it and my collarbone just cracked right in half. Um, we went to the urgent care center. It was totally displaced. Uh, I went to a friend of mine's, an orthopedic guy, ordered an MRI. I had a three centimeter uh, tumor there called a plasma cytoma. And then I had all these tests done, a biopsy of the tumor. I had all these blood tests done and they came up with an IgA type myeloma. So for your audience, there's three different types of myeloma. There's IgA, IgG, and IgM. IgA, the type that I had, is the most aggressive. So when I went to my oncologist, uh, he wanted to put me on this triple regimen of two oral medications and then a shot that I would have to get every week called Valcade, which is a proteasome inhibitor. And as I did research on it, almost everybody that gets that gets a pretty bad peripheral neuropathy of their, of their fingers and their feet. And being a surgeon, I didn't want to risk that. Uh, so I told my uh, oncologist, I said, hey, I'm, I'm not doing that Valcade. So he pulled me into a side room. There was another patient in there that had the Valcade. He was trying to get him to talk me into doing the Valcade. Uh, in fact, that guy is a good friend of mine. His name is John. We go out to lunch all the time. Uh, uh, you know, since that time, we became good friends. But then I went back into my oncologist and I told him, I said, hey, doc, I'm not doing the Valcade. And, uh, and remember, I had already been eating whole food plant-based for two months at this point. And I was 100% sure it was going to help me. And he was super upset. He didn't think I was going to be able to get into a remission just on these two oral medications. So each month went by and my numbers just kept getting better and better. And at this point, I'm doing a lot of research. Every morning I'm waking up, I'm spending like three to four hours. Uh, yeah, because you want to live. Yeah, and I'm, I'm researching every herb, every lifestyle change I could make to live as long as I could. Well, by six months... I was in a complete remission and my doctor was uh, he just couldn't even believe that I, that I got into remission that fast. Uh, he didn't even think I was going to get into a complete remission. But from that point, 
um, I was learning more and more. And then a year after I started my treatment, uh, January of uh, 2018, January of 2019, I wanted to share all of this information that I was learning. So I scheduled a hotel to give a lecture. And I've given a lot of interviews uh, to the local TV stations in Pittsburgh on different anti-aging and plastic surgery, med spa uh, procedures. There's this one anchor, Michelle, that uh, is in Pittsburgh. And I called her. I said, hey, could you do a little story on what I'm doing? You know, the, the lifestyle changes I'm doing uh, to help me in this battle against cancer. And she did it. Uh, I figured I was going to get 50 people at this event. We had 125 people show up. Uh, we were pulling chairs from the restaurant. I mean, it was it was quite crazy. But I gave this lecture. I was planning on uh, doing about an hour lecture. It turned into two hours because people were asking me a lot of questions. There were a lot of cancer patients out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when I was done, I had a standing ovation. I mean, I've never had a standing ovation for anything, but... I don't know why they gave it to me. I don't think the lecture was all that great. I don't know if they were feeling sorry for me, but I personally think it was because there were a lot of cancer patients out there that thought they were just at the mercy of the chemo, the radiation, and the surgery. And there wasn't anything that they could do themselves to help their situation. In fact, there was one lady, in fact, there were a few that came uh, to me after I gave the lecture, that the one I remember, she had multiple myeloma, like me, and she was definitely very overweight. And she was telling me the story that when she talked to her oncologist, uh, she asked him, hey, should I change my diet? And he said, oh, no, just keep eating the way you are. Just take the medicine, you'll do fine. And she told me, you know what, I that wasn't right. I just knew that that wasn't right, what he told me. And um, and I really think that was the reason I got that standing ovation is that these people just felt empowered that they could actually make some lifestyle changes. So at that point, I developed a website. It's called Natural Insights into Cancer. I started an Instagram site. It's called Cancer Veggie Doc. I do a post every day on that. And then I was having meetings every month in one of my med spas, and we would have different speakers come in. Uh, and we would get anywhere from 75 to 100 people come coming in this in these meds this med spa that I, was my largest one um but then covid hit and that all kind of dissipated but but since then um i've really developed quite a large practice um doing uh virtual uh cancer lifestyle coaching i do one and two hour consultations and then i follow these people very intensely i have this 24/7 uh availability to me through email and text so they pay me, it's it's $20 a month. My web designer thought I should charge a lot more than that, but this is a passion project for me. But I'm in contact with these people almost every day. I, I probably get 35, 40 text messages every day from patients just starting their chemo. I just had a text right before we did this uh, interview. This lady just got her first chemo yesterday and she was asking me a question. She's constipated. She wants to know, you know, like, how can she deal with that? So I'm with them all the way through. So, um, and that means a lot to these people. Um, and then I do uh, a lot of lab testing through Quest. I check 70 plus uh, biomarkers of health and I work through uh, Great Plains uh, Laboratory and also Doctors Data. We do uh, stool testing 
uh, for microbiome uh, diversity uh, and dysbiosis. Uh, and also we check toxic toxin levels through uh, Great Plains Laboratory, through a urine uh, test. So, so that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am. And it is a passion that I have. And I do a lot of uh, Zoom lectures uh, for different, I just had one a couple days ago. Uh, it's called Plantspiration. They had a, a, a Zoom, uh, I had a Zoom presentation for like 50 plus people from from all over the country. So it really has become a like a passion to really help people uh, with their battle with cancer. Um, because as I said, a lot of them just think they're at the mercy of the surgery, the chemo and the radiation. Well, your story is really cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, it just goes to show that, you know, what people think is healthy. Um, there, you know, I would say probably about 80% of the people that look good on the outside that actually exercise and do that kind of stuff. They're still not healthy on the inside. You know, the gut microbiomes off. Um, they're full of toxins. They don't know it because they can't see them. And then, and then stuff like this happens. Like I had a friend who, um, his wife was a naturopath and she had actually been Hippocrates too. And she, she knew all about sprouts and I found out about her and I'm like, and I went over to see her clinic. Cause I'm, I'm expecting that there's going to be piles and trays of sprouts all over the place. And she's going to be teaching people and juicing and all this stuff. And I'm like, I literally went over there and I was like, I guess naive. And I'm like, Hey, where's where's all the sprouts <laughs> you know yeah yeah right and, and right. then she's like well you know she's like I get, i'm pretty busy and i'm not doing that and she goes i know i should man i felt really i felt the best i felt when i was back at hippocrates on those juices and the first sprouts and the sprouted nuts and seeds and grains and beans and all that and and i was like that was just kind of weird i'm like how can you like you're a naturopath you should get this like how come you're not telling your patients about it? i just i never got that well anyway i become friends with her um, and her husband, they started buying sprouts for me. And then one day he called me up and he's like, Hey, um, yeah, we don't need, we don't need them sprouts anymore. And I was like, all right, no problem. You know, um, I actually, I, when I did the math on it for quite a while, I was actually losing money every tray I sold. Cause I was a financial advisor. And I never really penciled it out. Right. right I was just right. like, Oh, right, turn right. something, whatever, <laughs> something I did on the side. We were actually growing sprouts and wheatgrass for about 40 to 60 cancer patients a week in the Portland, Vancouver area. Wow. And, wow. and then some, and then some, and beyond that, some friends and stuff and, and acquaintances like, like her right. and her husband. Well, anyway, about six months later, and this dude's fit. He's fit. He was in the mortgage industry with me back, back then. This was before I was a financial advisor, uh, right before actually when I switched. And, um, he calls me up one day. He's like, Tim, I need, we need to order sprouts. And I knew it. And I was like, what's wrong? What happened? He's like, he goes, I just got diagnosed with stage three rectal cancer. And I'm oh, telling wow. you what, this dude was a fit dude, fit, like six pack abs, all of it. So I just want that message to ring true because Dr. Brandy here is another example of a guy who's fit. His wife is like, you're the healthiest guy in the world. Right. And, and then it's like, how could he, how could he get it? Because it's not just about physical exercise. It's about reducing stress in your life. It's about getting the toxins out of your, you cleaning up your digestive tract and getting the toxins out of your body on a cellular level and, and then flooding your body with nutrition. <laughs> and I'm sure after cancer, you probably upped your nutrition game from what it was prior to that. But you were, you, it sounds like you were always kind of exercising, right? I, I was, but, um, but when you do surgery, uh, you got to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Typically you're starting your surgery like at six. Uh, you're always worried about your patients. I don't think I ever really slept well because I always had the patients on the back of my head. When I decided to uh, 
stop surgery. And I did stop doing surgery uh, after I got diagnosed. I had a couple associates that were doing all the surgery. But I will tell you, from that point, my sleep improved 300% uh, because I didn't have that constant worry. And I know that was one of the factors. Um, I also bought into that whole thing where uh, protein equaled meat. Right, and I right, had... Right. And I had meat every meal. I, I would I would make it a point to eat meat if I had a salad to make sure I had chicken in there. If I, yeah. you know, for dinner, and I really bought into that. And when you really look into the science, I'm not against people eating meat. In fact, if you look at the, if you look at the blue zone areas of the world where uh, people live the longest, uh, Icaria, Greece, Sardinia. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with them: Okinawa, oh, yeah. Nicoya, Costa Rica, Loma Linda. Uh, those people do eat some meat. They eat about 90 to 95% plant-based. Uh, if they do eat meat, it's about the size of a deck of cards. They'll have it anywhere from one to four times uh, per week. But when you eat meat constantly, uh, there's a few things going on. Um, you know, one of the things they have shown that when you eat animal protein, it does send a signal to the liver to increase the uh, formation of IGF-1, which is a growth hormone. Um, and that is directly correlated with cancer. There's many studies that show that higher IGF levels as you get older uh, is correlated with more cancer. And, and one of the reasons that is, and I get into that in my book in the first couple chapters on what causes cancer, is that every day, I mean, we are bombed with free radical formation. Typical day, you get about 19,200 hits to your DNA. Um, when you're sleeping, your body's repairing a lot of that. You have about 100 plus DNA uh, repair uh, genes. So they clean a lot of that up while you're sleeping. And that's one of the reasons why sleep is so critical. That's when a lot of your tumor surveillance is going on, autophagy, and a lot of this DNA repair is going on. But, but over time, uh, the DNA accumulation, the mutation accumulation just gets to a point where a tumor suppressor gene can actually turn into what's called an activated oncogene, where it makes the cancer more aggressive. Uh, one of the things I read when I first got diagnosed that really totally blew my mind, there's a famous uh, myeloma researcher, MD, PhD, his name's Mikhail Munchke. And he noted in this article in Nature that by the time you're diagnosed with the kind of cancer I have, you have about 5,000 DNA mutations in that cancer cell. And by the time you relapse, you're up to about 12,000. Um, so one of the things I always preach to uh, the cancer patients that I'm uh, counseling is you really have to increase the amount of high antioxidant food. Uh, plants have 63 times the antioxidant power compared uh, to animal products. So, so that's one of the reasons why I really feel you really need to uh, really up the plant intake and lower the animal product uh, intake, just because well, you really need to jack up your antioxidants so you get less free radical activity that is going to create more DNA mutations. Yeah. So... <clears throat> That actually makes sense because like I've seen many people where they get cancer, they go in for standard treatment. We got it all, you're cured. And then it comes back. And the second time it comes back, it always comes back with a vengeance. And I've, I've actually seen people also heal themselves naturally, but then they slip back into their old ways 
cancer comes back and it comes back stronger. So we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're a little bit past time right now, but um, and we'll get back with uh, Dr. Dominic Brandy on his healing journey. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution helps against inflammation and pain. Turmeric 100 is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% organic, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Dominic Brandy. So um, one thing I forgot to tell you guys, too, um, is that, you know, I always kind of pride myself on bringing uh, really cool guests on and finding guests. And a lot of the guests, most of the guests actually are healthy themselves. And most of you I know, listen, you're not seeing seeing us, um, especially, you know, my YouTube channel got taken down, Badge of Honor. But um, <laughs> uh, but D Dominique uh, does not look 70 at all. Right. And he's he's glowing. He's vibrating at a high frequency. And he's done a lot of work and I can tell. So I just I want to say that because what you're hearing from him is this isn't somebody that's just like, oh, yeah, go do this. This is a guy that's living the lifestyle and then teaching others what he learned. Basically the same shit I do. It's, it's the same thing. It's like we learn from trial and error. We learn from other people. We get first person experience and we share that with other people. Am I right, my friend? Oh, 100 percent. In fact, um. The other day, uh, there was an article uh, that was ready to be published on MSN. It's uh, about me and my story and so forth. And there was a photo they were going to use. I don't know where in the hell they got this photo, but it was probably 20 years ago. I actually look much better now than I did 20 years ago. I mean, it's crazy. And I basically, uh, I remember it's probably about two years ago, I did a, a Instagram post and I had just renewed my uh, driver's license. And um, and I pulled out one of my older driver license and I basically did a side by side. And it was just unbelievable how much younger I looked after having cancer and making all these lifestyle changes than I did six, seven years before that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing how when you really, uh, you know, clean up your diet, uh, you get rid of toxins, you exercise every day, you make sure you get the stress down increase your exercise. The other thing that I do think is important is, is the, I, I don't, I've, you've had people on, I think have talked about it is uh, intermittent fasting or time restricted eating. Yeah. I do think that is important. I, I do it later than, uh, than some people. I eat my last food at eight. I don't eat until noon uh, the next day, but I do, there's two drinks that I do in the interim. I usually wake up about five 30 and we were talking a little bit before we uh, started this podcast, uh, I do a coffee drink. It's a organic light roast uh, coffee. And I put 12 different freeze-dried powders uh, in the coffee. Uh, there's blueberry, blackberry, strawberry, raspberry, goji berry, acai, cacao is kind of the main. I put about a tablespoon of that in there to give it kind of a hot uh, chocolate taste. Uh, and then I add cinnamon, a couple uh pinches of, of uh, ground clove um, and put a little stevia in there just to give it a little sweetness. And then I add about a cup of soy milk, but I drink that throughout the day. But that is to me almost like getting chemotherapy uh, in a fasted state because one gram of blueberry powder, for example, is like eating 50 grams of blueberries. 
Uh, most fruit is about 90% water. So when they do the freeze-dried powder uh, process, they basically get all the water out. So what's left are all the phytonutrients and they, stew, they, they do stay intact. But when you start studying what these phytonutrients do, and I have them all detailed in my book, I mean, they do things like uh, fragment the cancer DNA. They disrupt cell signaling. In fact, I just read an article about turmeric. I mean, turmeric actually disrupts about 80 cell signaling pathways uh, in cancer. I mean, it's really kind of mind-blowing, but it it disrupts angiogenesis, so the cancer really can't develop new blood vessels. Uh, it has these amazing effects on uh, the tumor suppressor genes. It makes them more active. It kind of downregulates uh, the uh, these tumor growth factor uh, uh, genes that we have. It causes cancer cell apoptosis, cancer cell suicide. So there's all these things that these phytochemicals in plants do, and I don't know if your audience knows, but there's over 100,000 phytochemicals in plant foods. And I just I listened to a podcast. Uh, Jed Fahey was uh, interviewed. He's a kind of the one of the world's experts on phytonutrients. He actually thinks there's over 5 million phytonutrients in edible plants. So when I'm drinking that in the morning in a fasted state, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Walter Longo. Um, He's yeah. he's he's kind of a world's expert on fasting and its relationship with cancer. But he started with rodent studies. And what he found was that if you fasted the rodent 24 hours before their chemotherapy and then fasted them the day of the chemotherapy, they actually had less side effects and they had a much better uh, chemotherapeutic effect. The cancer cells were killed at a much greater rate. So in fact, I always recommend to my cancer patients, like this woman that just uh, got her chemo uh, today for ovarian uh, metastatic disease. She fasted yesterday, she's fasting today. And, um, and the, the rodent studies and the clinical trials that Walter Longo is doing right now, and he's doing a ton of them, uh, they're all showing the same thing, that these people are getting a better chemotherapeutic effect when they fast 24 hours before, and then they fast the day uh, of the chemotherapy. So when I'm doing that phytonutrient drink, it's kind of like I'm in a fasted state. Uh, and then when I get ready in the morning, which is usually about 10 o'clock, uh, I do this, uh, it's a concoction of five different teas um, that I researched very heavily. I have all the scientific studies in my book. Uh, there's things like dandelion tea, uh, chamomile, uh, a red clover, green tea. And then I, I basically sip that as I'm getting ready in the morning. So I'm still in that fasted state. So, so that's kind of what I do, um, you know, first thing in the morning to really kind of kick off my day. But I think, I think those things are extremely important. And that's really a big part of what I recommend when I'm doing my uh, cancer lifestyle coaching. That's awesome. Yeah, we had uh, uh, episode 133. We had on Dr. Uh, Joseph a uh, Antoon. He's a medical doctor. He worked with Walter Longo because I know uh, doc Mr. Longo basically had that fasting mimicking program. And yeah, then what, right. Yeah, and then what they did is then he partnered with uh, Joseph and then they, they created Prolon, which is like food that can be lit delivered to you. And, um, you know, as I would say probably... I 92% of what delivered in the box, I would put in my system. There was a couple things that I wouldn't, but I had them all covered with my supplements, right. And other stuff. 
but the food that they actually delivered was, was actually pretty good. And the bars and everything were actually designed so you could actually eat and mimic fasting in the body, which I thought was actually pretty fascinating. And it was, it was good enough for me because here's the deal is like, if we wait for everything to be perfect, it's like a lot of stuff's just not going to happen. Yeah, right. So absolutely. if, I, if I, I found a place, like if it's 92%, like Tim approved, then I just tell people, here's, here's what's Tim approved in there. And it's pretty good. And then watch out for these little deals and just throw them away. And you, you got a pretty good deal there. So we had him on, he's an awesome dude. And he said, I remember as he was a medical doctor too, cardiologist. And he started asking questions like if the medication works so well, why do patients have to keep taking it? <laughs> it's like, right. Right. Boom. You know, great, great, great question to ask, you know? All right. Yeah. But um, the pro, the pro, the prolon actually, uh, like if somebody doesn't want to totally fast, the Prolon is a good way to do it. It is expensive. It runs anywhere from 180 to 200 dollars for a five day, uh, you know, uh, mimicking diet. Right. It's a five day mimicking diet. But but I will tell you, uh, I also do some weight loss counseling, and most people in five days lose about 10 pounds. I mean, it's kind of crazy how it happens. It actually puts you into ketosis about by the third day. So it some, it does some people some, some people want it done for them too they just want they don't want to think about it like my friend charles that healed himself he doesn't want to really get in the kitchen much he just wants to right, like, right. open a box eat it or go to a right, restaurant right. Eat it. he don't want to deal with exactly, it so exactly. there's always it's it's a good fit and you know it's something people could do once a quarter or something like that or um, some people might just eat it all the time all right dude so you basically um you're in the medical profession you get cancer you start reading studies three four hours a day you start doing everything you possibly can to heal yourself and you do and you heal yourself now you're glowing and now you're out there helping other people and i just love it because when you have md behind your name that really helps with a certain segment of the population that's still indoctrinated into like medical doctors or gods and and you got to listen to them so when somebody with MD behind their name is doing the exact opposite and starts plugging back into nature. That's why you had all, there was no surprise to me that you were looking for 50 people to show up in that first uh, lecture and you had 125 show up. And, and it's, this happened to me when it was like, I can't remember what it was, dude. It was like four five, six years ago, something like that. I was watching, it was like, um, I think it was a world series game. And there was some thing where they handed out cards to everybody. And they said, right, if you know somebody that if you've had cancer or if you know somebody that had has cancer or had cancer that passed away, write their name on the card. And they handed these out to the entire stadium of people. And I it was I remembered that. I think I it, remember was a, it was it was. Yeah, it was it was like a promotional thing. They were yeah, promoting this right. new way of of but it was it was just another version of the same bullshit is what it was right 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 and right, i i, exactly. I read through it and i went and studied on it. i'm like those mother those it's like they were just they marketed the shit out of it and they i guarantee they got a ton of business from that but the bot but the takeaway for me was every single person had one two three four five names on their card everybody in right, that right. stadium of 50 60 000 people and then that, that's the, i was like i mean i knew cancer was bad and now it's overtaken heart disease and it keeps escalating. It's going up. I mean, people got to wake the F up. It's like, if you don't understand what Dominique just learned over the last five years, which is you have to reduce your stress and I'm, you, your job, dude, it was killing you. It was like literally killing you. You were in fight oh, or flight mode all the time. Oh. That's why you weren't sleeping. Right. Exactly. Just that, exactly. that component alone. And we got to, we got to, as working class people, we have to wake the F up and look around and see how sick everybody is. And just, you have to make a decision. 
right? This might be a good time. You're listening to the show. Make a decision. Do you want to be a statistic or do you want to be a light like Dr. Brandy? You don't have to be a medical doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. I was a redneck that grew up in a ditch. I mean, literally, <laughs> it's like, like literally, you, everybody has unlimited potential. I talk about this all the time. We, 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 you know, we have bacteria in our gut, right? Same ones in the soil. Our bones are made of minerals. Same stuff in the soil. We have uh, our bodies made of water. Where do you find that? Nature. And this planet is connected to our solar system, which is connected to our galaxy. And there's like millions of those. And then there's, and then the universe. And then now there's the multiverse. And all that shit is connected. So we literally yeah. have the power of the universe or universes inside of us. Like literally, we have, uh, this is a grand experience that we have down here. And our, the question is, is like, are you having a grand experience? Or are you just creating a lot of contrast for other people like me and Dr. Brandy to realize more of what we don't want so that we can move towards more of what we do want? You get to choose on that stuff. And we need, we need, that's why I do this show, man, is I want to inspire working class people to get off their duff, start loving themselves, and take 100% responsibility for all aspects of their life, including their health, and not relying on a, a broken system to heal. Now, there's, there's good people in the system, but it's a system. Right. That's the problem is the right, system. Right. And the system that will never fail you. It will never fail you. What system is that? It's it's nature. That system, Mother Nature, the ecosystem is the system that has all the answers in it. Period. End of story. And that's what you did, man. You went back to nature. You went back to the ecosystem and you're getting great results. And now you're leading other people. And you have probably an endless amount of clients because everybody's got cancer and everybody's sick today, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, when I had conversations with my oncologist, uh, I initially I would ask him, hey, do you make any dietary recommendations? And he said, no. And I told him, I said, well, you know that the National Cancer Institute re recommends nine servings of fruits and vegetables for the prevention of cancer. Why don't you just tell them to eat nine servings of fruits and vegetables? I mean, how hard is it to do something like that? And um, and he because well, they have two weeks I, of, they have two weeks of study on that on oh, average, yeah. and it's just not a big deal. They don't. It's not. I'll go to the right, dietitian, right, go to the right. nutritionist, and over fifty percent of them are over, overweight. But actually, I heard through the grapevine he's doing that now, and he's also recommending turmeric uh, to all of his patients. So um, thankfully, I've had some kind of a positive effect on him because he saw what was happening with me, uh, and I have. Anytime we uh, we meet, I do all my meetings now virtually with him, uh, but we we chat about a lot of different things. And he's, um, in fact, his name is even in the book. Uh, I gave oh, him a copy cool. of the book. Uh, yeah, but he's he's a great guy, and he's he's open to a lot of the things that uh, that I talk about. Um, well, dude, you seem like a huge proponent of a turmeric, so I definitely got to get you a bottle of our turmeric one hundred and, and I'll, show hey, you, I'll, show I'll, you I'll that study because once you start taking that stuff, it's I, I know you'll promote it out there to other people because it's 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 um, it's wonderful. Like I was telling you before the show, it's like I have functional medicine clinics now using it as a go-to for anti-inflammatory. But like you said, there's so many uh, you know traditional Ayurvedic medicine, you know, ten thousand years of biological engineering system science, they've been using it for a long time. They know the curcumin or the curcuminoids in the turmeric root is very powerful. And you actually alluded to it, all the benefits for, for cancer prevention and healing, which is pretty Oh, it's cool unreal. Too. Well, with the type of cancer that I have, before you actually get myeloma, you have something called MGUS. About 3% of the population have MGUS, but it never 
goes to myeloma. But if you have MGUS, it's 1% per year will turn into myeloma. But then it goes to smoldering myeloma, and then it goes to myeloma. Well, Gollum-Beckin group in Australia, they've done two studies with MGUS. That's a perfect uh, entity to do studies uh, for anti-cancer activity. But they used four grams of uh, turmeric in the morning, four grams at night. And what they found was uh, half of the patients actually had a 30% reduction uh, in one of the main biomarkers for myeloma. It's called an M-spike. Uh, and then the free kappa chains, that's another one of the biomarkers. I mean, they came down by about 33%. So uh, she's done some amazing work with, uh, with uh, turmeric. But as I told you, uh, they've shown that it actually affects 80 different cell signaling uh, pathways uh, with the cancer cells. So it really disrupts uh, the cancer cells ability to even communicate with each other and to metastasize. So it's, it's really quite, I always tell patients, if you're going to take one supplement, make sure you take that one, but always yeah. take it with fat. Um, you should really, I take all of my supplements with a variety of different nuts before I, I take them. And also with a black pepper extract. I don't, I don't know if you have that in your, um, no, we actually don't need it because we, because of that study, we bought a very expensive machine. And what it does is it takes the curcuminoids, and they should be 95% standardized, right? That's the one you're looking for. Um, but it, it, micro, it, it mechanically makes them very tiny. tiny. Think of it like nano. So okay. what, they, what okay. they notice, and then when you suspend it in a liquid, that's where you get, in the study, it showed 63 people, 185-fold the wow. anti-inflammatory action. So what you do is we don't put any uh, toxic emulsifiers in it. It's a little tincture bottle. Okay. You have to shake it really good every time. And then you put uh, one milliliter in your mouth, 20 drops, swish. I, I dry my mouth and then I squirt it in. I swish it around to get maximum coverage in my mouth. And you just wait 15 to 30 seconds. It disappears through the mucous membrane in your mouth, goes right into the blood, right into the cell because wow. it's so small. Okay. And it actually can pass the blood-brain barrier. So if you have people that have uh, glioblastomas and stuff like that, you can actually get the turmeric into the brain area, which is very powerful too. Wow, that's interesting. You're going to have to... We're going to have to talk afterward. We're going to have to get me some of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you a bottle of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can form. recommend it. I can recommend it for my patients. Uh, well, absolutely. like I always say to everybody else, it's like, I love to get people your results first on the products and stuff. You got to try our stuff out. And then once you right, have first right. person experience, then you can tell other people about it. Because we're not in a rush over here to grow. and be. I mean, I obviously want to grow the business all the time, but um, we're building it grassroots doing shows like this. I do interviews quite a, quite often. We have other people on our team now that are starting to do that. And, um, but a lot of it's just word of mouth, man. We, you know, people get right. on our products, right. they get results and they tell their aunt about it and their husband or whatever. And then, you know, off, off they go. And we've, I, I told you, we're not on Facebook. We're not doing YouTube. We're not doing Google ads. We're not doing any of that stuff. We we're just old school grassroots working class movement over here. Um, and I like it that way. I just awesome. Uh, awesome. That's I awesome. Wanna, I don't want to give those other guys a dime. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take, we'll do this. Do um, that segment seemed like it took like two seconds. Let's take another break. Then we get back. We'll, we'll kind of wrap up. We'll get more into like what you're doing on the daily uh, and your regiments and stuff like that. Anything else we can talk about? We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. 
while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Dominique, Dr. Dominique Brandy. And yes, ingredients do matter. Um, we were just talking about turmeric again in between these little segments here. And um, you, you said your, uh, your wife had some knee pain, right? And then you, what'd you do? Yeah, so I put her on the uh, turmeric regimen that I put my cancer patients on, uh, four grams in the morning, four grams at night. And I do use a uh, black pepper extract with it. And I had her do that. And that evening, her mind was blown. She said, I can't believe the pain's completely gone. Um, I mean, it was, I, I, she really couldn't even believe that the pain went away that quickly uh, on the turmeric. So, yeah, there's so many, it's just so many natural things. And for those of you that might be new listening to the show, uh, you have to understand that every synthetic deal that's out there has been derived from nature at some, somewhere. They take something out of nature and then they isolate it and then they synthesize it for one reason only so they can patent it and sell it to you and control it. That's all it really boils down to. But, you know, for me, it's like, why would I take a synthetic singular when I could have the plural, I could have the whole full spectrum, all the bioflavonoids, all the cofactors, all the buffering agents, all this. It's like, it'd be like driving a car that only has a steering wheel. There's nothing else. Right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's like, yeah. What about the rest of the car? Like the wheels, the tires, the engine, the muffler, the, the seat. Right, the, right, the, right. It's like you just you have a steering wheel. And you're gonna walk around the steering wheel. All right, all right, my friend. So you have a. Um, I know you have your book, uh, "Beat Back Cancer Naturally." We'll make sure we put that in the the show notes and stuff. Is yeah, there people anything... can get that. People can get that on uh, Amazon. I have it in Audible, Kindle, hardback, paperback. They can also uh, get it on my website. When they get it there, I give them a signed copy. Uh, so if they if they want to purchase it, that's how they can get it. Cool. So. When you wrote the book, is that just pretty much you just wanted to get everything you learned into one spot at the, and kind of memorialize it and make it easier for people to access? Well, what was the what was reason? what was happening when I was having those monthly meetings? I was bringing in speakers and so forth. I just kept having people ask me, "Are you going to write a book?" Because I had all this knowledge and I was sharing it with everyone. And and I uh, I had a friend of mine. Her name was Sally. Uh, Lipsky. She's a PhD. She had ovarian cancer. She went plant based and she cured herself on a plant-based diet. And, and I asked her, I said, Hey, I had written a book 20 years ago. It took me two years to write. And I didn't really think I wanted to go through that again. So I contacted Sally. I said, Hey, how did you, how did you write your book? Did you have a writing coach? She did. Uh, her name was Linda Goldman. I talked to Linda and Linda gave me a really amazing piece of advice. She said, listen, if you wake up in the morning and you write for an hour. She said the average person writes about 900 words in an hour. If you do that every day, you'll have a short book done in a month. You'll have a medium book done in two months. You can have a large book done in three months. Memorial Day of uh, 2019, I started doing that. Labor Day, I had the book completely done. I had it on Amazon the first week of November, <laughs> and I had a book launching the second week of November. So it was just amazing how, and of course, I was doing a lot of scientific research in between because I have over 500 scientific references in my book. But, uh, but that's was that really, more than Dr. Greger. 
Oh no, Gregor's got to have five thousand in there. I don't know, man. Or like that is the thickest book, but it is an amazing book. Everybody should really read. He's that like book. super nerd on that stuff. I remember, um, actually, one of my favorite talks. It was a uh, Dr. Michael Michael Gregor's 2012 talk called "Uprooting the Leading Causes of Death." Yeah, yeah, I, I saw. Remember that it. one? He was talking yeah, it's about that amazing. IGF growth hormone and all that. Right, all right, that, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And he's funny. He's oh, like he's a, hilarious. Oh, he's, he's like, like a, com, he's like a comedian, he's, dude. He's like a, he's like a little nerd in a way, you know, just the way he talks and that he's smarter than heck. I mean, the guy's brilliant, you know, and in his organization, one thing I always do uh, when I would finish those uh, monthly meetings that we had uh, the, before we even started, we would show a video from nutritionfacts.org. And I would have everybody put that on their phone and I would tell them, listen, you guys need to at least watch one video per week because you need to be educated constantly. But he has 20 scientists on staff. They, they look at every single article in the clinical nutritional literature. Uh, last year, they reviewed 190,000 articles. And I divided that by 52. That's like 3,600 scientific articles every week. And then they put them into these five then they make these five minute videos that Dr. Gregor narrates. But I would recommend all of your listeners to go on nutritionfacts.org. It's free. They send you a video every day through email. Uh, but if you're going to make a change, a lifestyle change, you need to constantly be educated. If you're going to give up chicken wings, you got to know why you're giving up chicken wings. So I think education is really key. And I'm sure you find that with your clients, with your coaching clients. Well, it, it's, it's huge. It's, it's everything because the bottom line is, is that I think the way that certain people look at working class people is like, they're stupid. We need to tell them what to do and, and blah, blah, blah. And then that gets kind of indoctrinated. People are like, they think they're dumb and they don't think they can do anything. What I found out is like working class people are pretty freaking smart and intelligent. I mean, we're the ones, you know, cleaning the toilets, building things, engineers, electricians, you know, we're actually, you have to be actually smart to do some of this stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's like, if you give people the information, they usually make the right choice, right? They just absolutely. need the right information. It's just like, I, I, I talk about this all the time. Literally my job is like, I'm pointing at white elephants in the room all day long. All day long. Look, look at the big exactly. white elephant right there. It's right there. Right. Can't you see right. it? Where? Right, yeah. right there, dude. It's like, right, yeah, right. toxic chemicals are not good. They're in the umbilical cord blood studies. What right. does that mean? If they're in every single child being born, they're in you. Yeah. They're in your Absolutely. wife. They're in your husband. Yeah. They're in your kids. This wait, just think about this. Let that settle in. Umbilical cord studies have uh, everyone that I've seen has over 180 showing. Uh, cancer-causing chemicals in the womb of children being born today. Oh, Are man, we going to, is, is that okay? And then it's like, if you extrapolate, that's just in the blood serum. In the in the muscle and fat tissue, it's 500 to 1,000 times con more concentrated. Yeah. yeah so if yeah. people get this information, I keep bringing it up over and over again, pointing it, just stuff like that. It's like, if you hear this and you're like, oh, okay, there's 180 chemicals in the womb that cause cancer. Well, okay, it's like no big deal. It's like, no. Like there's 180 freaking cancer causing chemicals in our children and our young women that are bearing these children. And they're in the young men that are getting that are getting these women pregnant, these young couples trying to have kids. And then they wonder why having kids is such a pain in the ass because they're raising sick kids, colicky babies. They're up all night. They can't get sleep. It's because mommy and daddy are sick 
and they're raised and they're we're de-evolving as a species. I mean, we have oh, got absolutely. to get to the root of this shit. So right, it's like, right. okay, well, if I want to have a healthy child, maybe I should get off my ass and get healthy myself. And what we're here to tell people is like, it ain't that hard. It's actually really simple. You it really isn't your, that hard. It no. Really you reduce your stress. You get toxins out of your butt, blood, fat, and muscle tissue, and you plug back into nature. You hang around people that lift you up, and you start learning and growing and contributing and getting back to what your natural uh, state is, which is unconditional love. And so many of us are just far away from that. We're far away from nature and our natural state. So, well, one of the things I always do in my in my consults afterward, I, I write them a long letter and I put there's about 10 different uh, recipe books that I put in there because that's the other thing. I mean, you really have to kind of learn how to uh, yeah. cook a little differently. Um, one of the things with the we were talking a little bit about the microbiome. I don't know if you're familiar with the American Gut Project. Uh, Robert Knight, he's one of the premier microbiome researchers. But uh, they've analyzed over 10,000 stool samples from people that send it in. They have these questionnaires. But what they found was people that eat 30 or more different plants in a week have a much more diverse, healthy microbiome compared to people that eat 10 or less. So that's the thing I always stress to my patients. And that's not hard to do. If you eat a salad, and you put, you can, my salad has about 25 different vegetables. So right there, I'm up to 25. If you, my breakfast this morning was steel cut oats with raspberries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, flaxseed, uh, chia seed. And, you know, so right there, I'm already up chia to- Chia is like awesome. Thir- oh, chia is amazing, especially for the gut microbiome. But right there, I'm up to like probably 35 at that point. So it's really not that hard to do, but a lot of it is really kind of learning recipes and- and, and even introducing foods that like I never had a dragon fruit before, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, I saw it at Whole Foods. I go, you know what? I, I want to increase my diversity. Uh, I read about uh, grains that didn't have gluten and Teff was one of them. I never had Teff. So one day we pulled it off. We made a cereal good, out right? of it. So, yeah, it's amazing. But um, have you done it? it? Because it's kind of reminds me kind of like the old school, like cream of wheat. Like, you yeah, that's exactly. That, and then you right. can put like that Mayoko's butter on it. Maybe a little yeah, cinnamon. That's, yeah. that's, well, that's exactly what it reminded me of when I, when he, when she, when my wife made it, I, I felt like it was the old days when I used to eat the cream of wheat. But, um, but I think that's really important because honestly, I think somebody that eats meat, that eats a diversity of different plant foods, like 30 or more is healthier than somebody that calls himself a vegan and they're eating like Oreos and cookies and frosted flakes, oh, sure, and, sure. you know, soda. So, um, so I think, I think the plant diversity is really important. Just try to eat a variety of different plants, you know, nuts, seeds, whole grains, fruits, vegetables throughout a typical week. Yeah. You're actually, what you're pointing to is like, it's back to nature. Indigenous people would consume over 300 different varieties of plants on an annual basis. And Nowadays, even some of the other indigenous people, because they've been kind of pushed out of their natural areas are down to around 100. And the average person in America, we're only eating about 52 foods over and over and over and over again and 14 meals over and over and over again on average. So this is it's like it's not really that hard of a process. If you're eating 14 different meals, if you figured out a new meal once a month in about a year and two months, you've completely replaced your diet with stuff that you oh, like. Yeah, you, yeah, you just, yeah. It's not, this doesn't have to be, you know, if you don't have cancer right now, might be a good idea to kind of get ahead of it. 
right? Because yeah, statistically, yeah. we're heading up to around 68 to 72% of people will have cancer, and that'll be as common as catching a cold. Oh, it's, it's already bad. It's already bad enough over yeah. the 50% mark, right? So, yeah, yeah. like, do you want to get cancer? I'll tell you what. Um, oh, I don't like cooking, or I don't. That seems like a lot of work. Let me tell you what's a lot of work: having a big ass tumor in your body, and oh, then yeah, you know sure. you can't you you can't go to work, you can't physically work, and then you getting chemotherapy and your hair falling out and getting neuropathy from the radiation, and you 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 lose all the movement in your face and your your lip is hanging down. And you got to push <laughs> push. You got to keep pushing yeah, your not, lip up from the no, neuropathy. No, I mean, it can. Be, I've seen all this stuff with the patients that I've. The people that I've worked with over the years, yeah. they've come to my house, 5,500 people and half more than half of them had cancer. And I've seen all this stuff, tumors on the side of their face that look like craters. Um, the stories they've told, uh, the, the operations, the surgeries. Um, I, I could go on and on and on and on. I, I've, I've seen so much. I had I one time, dude, and then we'll finish up here with you. But I had, um, I, don't, I think I've told this story before, but I had a guy come over who was actually a hunting and fishing guide. And I, show, you know, because I used to hunt and fish. A lot. I was big time hunting, fishing, dude. And he started gravitating more towards a plant-based diet. He actually started bringing people to my raw living food, juicing detox dinner classes. We'd make a plant-based raw living food dinner. I, I had all these sprouts growing and everything. One night, it was just my wife was out of town or gone or something. He was there and he brought another gentleman and his 18-year-old son that had brain cancer. No hair. Wow, wow. And I'm sitting there listening to these stories. And the dad had not talked all night. And then finally he said, you know what, Tim? And I'm sitting there making food. These guys are sitting across from the, the countertop. I'm preparing the food, just getting ready to eat. And son's on the right. Dad's in the middle. My buddy's on the left. And he said, you know, Tim, he goes, there was, uh, you know, there were some nights up there in the hospital. Um, I'll just change the kid's name uh, just for privacy purposes. But um, we'll just say his name's uh, Billy. And he said, there's some, some nights there in the hospital where Billy had been through so much. He was in so much pain. And he was so weak that he goes, I actually thought about taking a pillow and just smothering him to put him out of his misery. Oh, wow. Wow. And I, you know, at that time I, I got children. I think my kids were probably around eight, 10 years old at that time. And dude, it was everything. Not that I needed to, I don't know why I just didn't let it flow, probably ego, but it was everything I could do not to start crying because as a father like I, I i i could feel i'm like he's two feet away from me i could feel this shit and i'm looking right, at his right, son right. and i'm just like oh my god and, and I'm, I'm trying to put myself in his position like where would you have to be to you know have your son where you, you would smother your own son kill your own son just to end his misery like right, how bad right. does it have to get right oh, yeah I mean, and it, then it can be so, horrible so my point of this story is is like there's 180 freaking cancer-causing chemicals in the womb of all of our children being born today. Adults, it's time to take the reins of your own health, get this shit out, start healing yourself and be a light to your family and your friends. Not that they will come around. Some will. Some will now. Some will later and some won't ever. That's okay. But be a light. Like, be a light. Take back your health today. Take back your health right now. Get, get these chemicals out of your body. Flood your body with nutrition. Start hanging out with happy people. Reduce your stress. Get out in nature. And heal yourself. We need it. Otherwise, you know, we have a major cat. If ever, if the consciousness of this planet is not, is I know it's changing, but if it doesn't change at a rapid enough, we're going to see more catastrophic stuff happen. That's just oh, the way it is. Oh, it's, oh, what you absolutely. put out is what you get back. And right, the consciousness right. collective needs to be more light. It needs to be more light based rather than darkness. 
Well, right now, I mean, I just read an article, 38% of the American population has pre-diabetes. They don't even know what is coming. So that is going to be a like a major epidemic. Uh, yeah. If if people don't really start getting their uh, their their lifestyle and their diets squared away. Well, you can you can see pictures of people like back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s at the beach. They're all healthy and skinny. Oh yeah. They're all fit. I, in fact, I have I did a post on Instagram one time. They, it was like people in the 60s in their bathing suits, and most fit. of them are lean. And then uh, then it showed people now when you go to the beach. And, uh, you know, I told you I'm 70 years old. I'm actually in Miami Beach right now. And uh, when I go on the beach, I mean, it's rare to see a man over 40 that doesn't have a gut. It's really very unusual. Yeah. Um, Just the way that our our diet has become uh, so overly processed. Yeah. A lot of meat and dairy. So so think about that. In the 60s, everybody's fit, looking good. And now we're all fat and, and struggling and dying of diseases. Like, so are we evolving as a species? No, we're de-evolving and a synthetic chemical is not the solution. Oh, take a synthetic chemical to help you sleep. Oh, take a synthetic chemical to help you lose weight. Oh, take a synthetic chemical with your depression. Oh, take right. a synthetic chemical for your, right. for your cancer. Right. It, it doesn't even yeah. make any freaking sense. Right. But so those people that are overweight right now on the beach and sick, we are no different genetically than those people that were back in 1960 what's yeah. happened it, it's just our environment we just have to change our. it's the food you eat the people you hang out with it's it we, we change that stuff and now we have to do a little bit more heavy lifting because we got to clean up the mess that we've created internally cellularly right. clean that up there's some a little bit of work to do and we live in a polluted world today the world is more polluted today in the 60s i mean i know they were they were spraying ddt on the beach and telling everybody ddt is good for me yeah um so well they were they were smoking too so that was one of the other things they were doing uh thankfully we've cleaned that up uh, quite a bit from the yeah five out of seven doctors recommend camel cigarettes (laughs) that was oh i know i know it's it's crazy dude you know i i just saw the formal head of the uh, american heart association and he said that uh what do you think the number one uh cause of death for cardiologists are smoking (laughs) probably cardio cardiovascular yeah. disease yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy yeah dude. it really is crazy all right so we got to wrap up and by the way dude i'm going to be down in um uh, uh pretty soon first week of april i'll be back i'll be down in uh west palm beach oh, and i'm probably going to make you. a trip down to miami i've got a, a health coach that i want to go see and i actually have uh one of my uh uh, one of my coaching clients uh, plays for the Miami Marlins. So I'm going to probably go down. Oh, neat. neat. Him up. So I'll have to, we'll have to connect. Yeah. For yeah sure. Awesome. And keep in touch for sure. Yeah. So was there any parting words that you'd have for the people listening, people that are, let's say you got somebody that's got diagnosed with cancer or some debilitating disease and, and they're, you know, in fear mode. What would you, what would your words of wisdom be for those folks? I mean, my, my words of wisdom are that you are in control of a lot of your destiny as far as your health. And don't think that you are at the mercy of these synthetic pills or surgery or radiation. Uh, just remember that even if you do a chemotherapy, for example, um, you can dictate whether or not you get into remission, if you relapse. Uh, so you have a lot of power within you. And I think a lot of people think they don't. Um, once again, when I gave that lecture, I think that's why I got that standing ovation. I just think 
people just felt empowered. And that really is the message that I have is that there's a lot that you can do. And the five principles I talk about in my book are eating more plant-based. If you have cancer, I think you should go 100% plant-based. Uh, different herbal supplements, su supplements that you recommend, uh, daily exercise, stress reduction, getting enough sleep, seven to nine hours per night, uh, intermittent fasting, and then cleaning up all the toxins. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. I'm interested in that that foot spa that you uh, were talking about the other day. So yeah, I'm going to be look. I'm going to be looking into that. I'm really kind of excited about that uh, offering that to my patients. Yeah. So that's uh, episode 128 with Kellyanne Andrews. Uh, proper foot spas for I think something like that for maximum detox detoxification. A lot of the foot spas out there are just ripoffs. So um, I just did the foot spa this morning. Um, my father actually, I'm um, finally he's got um, some neuropathy in his legs. And, um, the doctor actually prescribed him to get, um, Epsom salt soaking, soaking his feet in Epsom salts every day. So I was like, there's my opening. <laughs> so I'm like, dad, I got this, I got this, uh, foot soak thing and it's, it's actually built for it. So you don't have to put it in a bucket, your feet in a bucket. You know, he's like, he's like, Oh, that's, is it got one? Oh, it's got spot for two feet. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I said, let's, let's get your soak going. And, and I put a little salt in there. Cause it just takes a little bit of salt. He goes, what's that? And I'm like, cause he's on it. You know, I'm like, Oh, it's just a little bit of salt. And, you know, he goes, well, not too salt. much. Yeah, not too much. And then he doesn't know that's actually the catalyst that the the assay thing right. needs to create all this frequency right. to drain his lymph. And um, he's been taking them. I'm, I'm documenting. And after, like, I've done three of them, and I think we're already seeing results. So I'm going to keep taking pictures of it and document it, getting that lymphatic system flowing, getting all the, getting the more blood flow down there so his legs can heal up. So. Hey, That's I'm awesome, glad the man. doctor re reported or re requested him to do that because now I've got this foot spa and I'm, and he's still doing the Epsom salts in between, but we're doing it like three days a week. And uh, that's what Kellyanne, she's a registered nurse recommended. So I'm glad you got hooked up with her. It's a, it's an amazing. Oh yeah. Event. She's a, yeah, she's awesome too. I, I've had several conversations with her, so I'm probably going to purchase one, try it out. Uh, and then if I, if I like it, I'm going to start referring it to my uh, patients. So awesome. excited about that. Well, Dr. Brandy, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. And I also want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Again, we uh, couldn't do this without you, and I wouldn't want to do it without you. It's one of the my highest excitements that I get to do is like to get on with somebody or do a solo episode and bring you guys information so that you can make intelligent decisions for yourself and your life, your friends, your family, your community to boost your health, boost um, your happiness. And bottom line is I just want you to wake up and feel good. That's where we should be. You should be able, you have a God-given right to wake up and feel good. You shouldn't be in pain. You shouldn't be living in fear. If you feel like you're in pain or fear, then um, you want to take a good hard look at that because it's not serving you. And when's a good time to change? Always now. If, if, you've put, if you've been putting yourself off, now is a good time to step up and start loving yourself. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. 